Welcome to episode number 120 for May 22nd, 2011. Today on the podcast, we're talking all about mysteries of the Bible. Is it true that Jesus is coming back today, the 21st of May? I guess we'll talk about that. Fun with my new iPad. And all sorts of other cool things going on at the Moyer House. And then, of course, the big subject today, we're going to be talking about, is there nuclear war? Is there future wars predicted in the Bible? What about that? Hmm. Is it really going to be the end of the world? We'll talk all about that today on Mysteries of the Bible Part 2. So stick around. So there you go, that's DC Talk's version of the R.E.M. song, End of the World. What'd you think? That was a live uh, from their 10th anniversary uh, CD. What do you think? Pretty good for a live um, recording. Yeah, they're well, they're always really good. Mm-hmm. Of course, the phone rings, of course, as soon as we start the program. But that's just kind of life at the Moyer House, isn't it? Yeah, you know, you never know what will happen at what? any given moment. Yeah, it's true. And uh, today I have with me my screaming monkey. Oh. Ready? I'm not very happy with the screaming monkey. How do you make him scream? The screaming monkey woke me up. It's like when you when you make him fly. Oh, honey, that scares Jade. Well, you talked all the way through it so people couldn't hear. Let me try it one more time. No, it scares right? our dog. Shh, shh, quiet, quiet. My mom gave me a screaming monkey. Yeah. And he has a cape and everything. And he's got these, his hands have surgical tubing. Yeah, he's a flying screaming monkey. And you pull him back and then you let go of him and he flies across the room screaming through the air. Mm -hmm. That's a toy only I could love. You're not saying anything. You're just looking at me. Well, I agree with you because I don't love it. She doesn't like the screaming monkey. It went off. Before I was ready to wake up this morning. Well, if you're listening to this podcast, Jesus didn't come back. Yeah. We we had a, a few people email us and ask us what we thought of the big controversy of... There's this group of people that predict that Jesus will be back on the 21st of May. So if you're listening to this on the 20th, you know... There's other people that have predicted that Jesus will come back at Rosh Hashanah, which is in September. Oh, you, you just but, used a term that nobody even knows what that means. Well, it's a Jewish holiday in September. Okay, and they think he's coming back then? Yeah. This year? 
Well, that was 1988. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I don't know. But others say, oh, it's going to be some sometime in September, some year. But but they don't know, do they? Well, it, anyway. Uh, I actually had a scripture. That, well, we're going to talk about that, that in just said, a minute. Yeah, what yeah, Jesus we'll, said about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that in just a moment. That's part of what we're, our precursor to the show. Mm-hmm. Today we're going to be talking about uh, an interesting subject. Are there is there a nuclear war predicted in the Bible? Um, what does it talk about when it comes to uh, modern warfare? Is there passages about modern warfare in the Bible? And uh, and also, what's the other thing we were going to talk about? I think that that was you know the main part about the end of times and um, nuclear warfare and that kind of thing, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the that's the mystery of the Bible part two that we're going to be talking about, and then um, uh, the week following we'll, we're going to talk about uh, dragons and dinosaurs in the Bible. Mm-hmm. That okay. should be fun. Yeah. So anyway, uh, and that's from our friend uh, the Duffster, my friend John. Um, he he suggested the idea of doing the dinosaur one because he has a friend that uh, was curious about that type of stuff, and what I thought, the well, the Bible says about dinosaurs, mm-hmm. and believe it or not, I have quite a few passages about yeah, dinosaurs. We can show Bible. you dinosaurs in the Bible. It's true. Yeah, I I yeah dinosaurs in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I dare you, dinosaurs in the Bible. We talk about that next week, but this week we have all sorts of great things to talk about. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hey Rick and Amy, it's Tim. Hope you guys are having a great day. I just uh, wanted to say good job on the podcast as always. I'm really interested in uh, mysteries in the Bible. So uh, yeah, keep up the great work and I will talk to you later. Hey Rick and Amy, this is Al, part of the Al and Joyce show, better known as Tales from the Mouse House, Just Because and the Fast Forward Podcast. Hey, I just wanted to hey tell you and uh, let you know how wonderful Taking With You is. Um, you know, I, I truly enjoy your podcast. Taking With You fills the, the void that... Uh, can so often enter into a person's life. And you know what? I love the fact that you guys are there. Thank you. Hey, everybody. I have three albums now available on iTunes, Amazon, CD Baby, and all sorts of places online that you can download. And I would love it if you could purchase some of my music. Not only does it help out our house... But you get some really cool stuff, like geeky music that you can listen to. In fact, you're listening to some right now from the Martians Are Here soundtrack. Let's listen a little bit. that you could enjoy um, I've got the Stargazer album that you can watch stars with when you go out and stargaze uh, that you can get I also have MW Orbit the story of the little space probe with all sorts of cool music that goes along with that and then of course the latest release is the Martians Are Here soundtrack so if you want any of that all you have to do is head over to iTunes and type in Rick Moyer you will find my stuff or go to cdbaby.com slash cd slash Rick Moyer and you will find me. So do that and get one of my albums today. You won't regret it. Thanks. (laughs) 
So what do you think of the cool music game? Um, it's very spacey. Spacey. Well, I mean, it was done for a spacey science fiction show. Yep, with Martians and all kinds of different interesting alien things. It's true. Hey, you want to hear my hip-hop drum machine? Come on, Amy. Come on, Amy. Let's rap a little bit together. You have to get me some paper and some tape if you want me to rap. Oh, come on. (laughs) You're hilarious. It's the only kind of rapping I do. How about the classic drum machine? Ready? Is that all on your iPad? Well, how did you know I was playing with my iPad? Oh, because you play with your iPad quite a bit these days. I do, but this is my favorite. That's your GarageBand app? Yep. This is the smart drums where I can program what I... And it just does a pattern of them. Uh-huh. Isn't that cool? But they also have this. They have an actual drum set that you can play, and uh, you bring up on there um, the type of set that you want, and it, an actual drum set shows up on your screen. Okay, but my question with this is, how can you do the bass one with your foot and do you don't, you use like your, two hands? You use your finger. But you would need three hands then. No, you... I have five fingers on each hand. So you're coordinated enough to have a steady rhythm with the bass. Oh, they they figure that out though because when you hit, when you hit the crash cymbal, it hits the bass pedal for you. Did you see that or hear that? Huh. So when I go, huh. it plays it for you, and then you got your tom over there. Isn't that cool? So now I can sit here and play stuff like... Or if I want to record that, I can go like this. This is kind of cool. Um. Okay. So now watch. Now I play it back. And if I want to, I could add some symbol. Now it plays it back. So I take the metronome out of it so you don't hear that little click track anymore. Uh-huh. And you get this. You're yawning. Mm-hmm. Here's what you get. Now you can sing along with it, or... Isn't that cool? Or dance around a campfire or something. <laughs> dance around a campfire? Why would you do that? You know... I don't think I'd say that if I were you. No, you can't dance around a campfire with drums. <laughs> and then what you do is you... And we live in the Pacific Northwest, you know. You could add, like, guitar to that then really easy by just hitting this button. You know what I was thinking while you were playing that in my headphones is that I bet my son, our oldest son, really wished that 
the drummer that he roomed with at college would have had headphones, an, headphones and an iPad Already? to Ready? practice his drums on. <laughs> Is that cool or what? Uh-huh. <laughs> and so then you play it back like this. Oh, it's okay. I trust So you can sit here for hours and have, create different songs. Do they songs. have a nice classical or country guitar that you could play without distortion? <laughs> I could act, actually, all you have to do is uh, change the instrument and play exactly what you just played like this. You just change it to... So I'll do the same chords, but without distortion. Ready? I'm married to a metalhead, and I don't like distorted electric guitar. So what does that say? There's another guitar there. That's called Classic Clean. That's nice. Is that cool or what? Yeah. You can tell I like this, huh? Yeah, you like it a lot. Which I like the fact that you can put headphones on and do that. One thing that if anyone out there has been married to a recording artist and has listened to the same song done in multiple tracks over and over for days at a time until they get it just right, um, you can understand my challenge of being supportive what are you trying to you 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 never told me you were challenged being supportive of me i i i am supportive but i i think that if you had to put up with what our family puts up with with the multiple one nice thing about the ipad this is new to me one nice thing about the ipad okay okay this is why you did this okay okay this is why you can let me talk about what happened last night okay so my wife says to me you've been working so much you've been working 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 because i got these voiceover jobs where i'm doing a pirate and i'm talking all day like that there lad and all this different stuff and so i decided to sit on the couch and watch some tv with my wife last night Uh so i sit down on the couch i bring my (laughs) ipad with me you know checking my email and i get an idea for a song so i'm playing on GarageBand, and then all of a sudden she comes back over with my earphones and she hands I me put my him earphones. on his head and give him the plug part to plug it in. So that's because what it, it's because it's so you don't want to hear me. If you're trying to read or you're trying to watch a TV show or something and you hear this loud music going well, on. Now I know, on don't I? I didn't realize so that. So now I, I do like the iPad. I'm glad you got it because <laughs> we can put headphones on it. Oh, gosh. And I don't You have get to. the screaming flying monkey award. Uh, I don't mind hearing this song in its final version. What's irritating is when you hear little parts of it 
Or like when you're doing the harmonies and all I hear is the harmonies by themselves. Yeah. And you do, sometimes you'll do like five or six harmonies on a song. Yeah. So? And it's horrid. What? It's just, it's painful. What? Are you kidding? To my ears. You never have told me these things. Oh, oh. I can't believe oh, you're confessing and, this and in not, front of everyone. And not just I'm horrible. To, not just to me, but like all the, the kids and I will like go, oh, <sighs> when you're doing them. So it's it sounds fine once the song's all done. But while in the midst of it, um, it's just very long process for those of us that are just around. I really don't know what to say. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's nice when we hear the final product, but it's it's kind of like the birth pains getting <laughs> So that's interesting. That's inter- I don't know what to say to you other than I'm just gonna It's been, you know, twenty seven. Hang my years. head and cry. No, I you know, we've been married coming on 25 years next month. And when we were first married, we were in a little one-bedroom apartment. And I mean little. It was a small one-bedroom apartment. But it was the upstairs of an old, old house. And so it had been three bedrooms that had been made into one bedroom. Oh, made I one. would cry. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's wrong with that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd cry home. What's wrong with that? I know what it is. It's this. It's this right here. It's when you only hear this. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds horrible. Yes, that's what I told you. But you put it all together. together that if you had to sit and listen to someone doing multiple tracks of harmony just by themselves yeah it it can get a little irritating but anyway i was in the middle of describing our first apartment okay our first apartment our first apartment was in a very very old house yes they had turned one bedroom in the upstairs of the house into a kitchen. Yes. One bedroom into like a living area. And then uh-huh. the third bedroom was actually a bedroom. The bedroom, yeah. And then and, a bathroom. And then the the closets became, um, one closet was our pantry mm-hmm. in the kitchen. And mm-hmm. then the living room closet you made into a recording studio. 
So from very, very early on. First year of marriage. First year of marriage, I you had a little four-track recorder, I think, at that I bought point. a four-track recorder our first year of marriage. Yes. Cassette recorder. Yeah. And you would go into this closet and work You could do four tracks. One or two different in the morning because you were doing together. swing shift at the time. Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway, it's been 25 years of this. And, um, you know, once the product's done, the song is done, it's wonderful. It just has been a, uh, a test of my long suffering. So, you get the Patience record. Award of the Year. I guess. You're just like a doctor. You have lots of patience. Of the quarter century. <laughs> We've yeah. been married a quarter Did you get that? century. Did you, Did you hear, hear what that? I said? I'm ignoring your pun. I said. But, okay, go ahead. Okay, for a quarter of a century, I have been listening to you record things. You should get an award. That's a long time. Yeah. So anyway. Um, your reward is living with me. <laughs> okay. And you're like, I'm going to say it again because you just ignored me. <laughs> you're like a doctor. You have lots of patience. Yeah, I ignored that on purpose. I got my own drum set now. I can do my, my own fills when I tell a joke. Hey, did you hear about the human cannonball? He was hired and fired all in the same day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So where are we going from here? Where do we go from here? Well, okay, let's talk real quick about this whole big thing about Jesus coming back today. Mm-hmm. There have been groups of people in our life, our lifetime, over and over and over that have predicted the day that Jesus will come back. Mm-hmm. Because here, here's where they get their thing. In the Bible, it does talk about Jesus coming back and taking believers, um, or some people think unbelievers, um, but either way, Jesus comes back and kind of sorts out things here on earth. Mm-hmm. And there's supposedly going to be a time when that happens. And people from the beginning of time now have been predicting and trying to guess when that day will be. And there's a group of people that have decided that Jesus is coming back on May 21st, which is today, around there. Yeah, you're probably listening to this either today or this week. If you're listening to this and Jesus didn't come back, it's probably because... I think God has a hilarious sense of humor, and he won't come back on a day people are predicting. Mm-hmm. But that's in my own opinion. That's in my own opinion. Well, I'm trying to find the scripture. I just read it this morning where it said that Jesus says, no man knows the hour. Or the day. Or Only the my day. Father in heaven. And he said he didn't even know. Which is really interesting because if Jesus is God and he's one with the Father, why wouldn't he? Well, he probably knows now. He probably didn't yeah. know well, then. He said this when he was in human form on the earth. Right. But, well, anyway, he, yeah. the whole idea is Jesus himself said to people, don't predict the time I'm coming back. Hello? And what do people do? Predict the time he's, <coughs> he's coming, coming back. back. So it's like, you know, I mean, you'll know, he says you'll know the signs. Yeah. In fact, I wish you'd find that scripture so well, you could read it real quick. I have what in Jesus' words. Okay, here's. He, he was talking to his disciples. And he was on the Mount of Olives, which I read in the little notes. I like olives. They're tasty. (laughs) Which I read in the little notes was interesting because that was the very place where the prophet Zechariah predicted the Messiah Messiah would would come back. Yeah, when he came to establish his kingdom. Yeah. So, but he was standing on the Mount of Olives talking to his disciple dudes. And he disciple dudes. Are you trying to be hip and relevant? I'm. I'm hip. People don't use the word dudes much anymore. Hey, Randy Jackson does. 
I'm as cool as oh, Randy. Dog. <laughs> you dog. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, he said, Jesus was talking to him. This is Matthew chapter 24, verse 3. Says, okay. When will this happen? The disciples asked him later, and he sat on the slope. When will what happen? Um, Do you have to give us a little context here? Okay, him coming back. You'll read this in just a minute. Okay, all right. He sat on the slopes of the Mount of Olives. Um, What events will signal your return in the end of the world? And also, that can also be interpreted end of the age. Okay. In some other versions here, translations. This is a so they they ask basically Jesus, what what's going to determine what what are we going to see when you're coming back? How do we know you're coming back? Okay, and this is what Jesus said. Okay, Jesus told them, "Don't let anyone fool you, for many will come claiming to be the Messiah, and will lead many astray. Mm. When you hear of wars beginning, this does not signal my return. They must come, but the end is not yet." The nations and kingdoms of the earth will rise against each other, and there will be famines and earthquakes in many places. But all this will only be the beginning of the horrors to come. Mm. And when you, um, then you will be tortured and killed and hated all over the world because you are mine, and many of you shall fall back into sin and betray each other. And many false prophets will appear and lead others as many astray. Sin will be rampant everywhere and um, will cool the love of many, but those enduring to the end shall be saved. Hmm. And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all the nations will hear it. And then, finally, the end will come. Ah, okay. So there's a series of things that Jesus says has to happen before he comes back. Mm -hmm. Yet here are these people that are saying he's coming back right now. Well, and it says that his the gospel, the good news about what Jesus did for us, needs to be preached throughout the whole world. Mm. And we're kind of doing that with the podcast. Well, we're, we're trying. Telling, yeah. We're telling people about about what Jesus did. For but us. I doubt everybody in the world listens to our podcast. No, that's true. Hey, everybody in the world, listen to our podcast. Of course, anyone that has internet. Could. Hey, you, you over there, listen to our podcast. <laughs> There's a lot. And of you, things. you over there, listen to our podcast, please. Well, there's a lot of different podcasts and different. Oh yeah, I guess we're not the only yeah, ones talking about we're God. Not the only ones. Okay. So I mean. So okay. So here's the deal. Jesus mm-hmm. said, "Don't predict it. Only my Father in heaven knows it." Um, and yet we have a whole group of people that, and we've had whole religions and all sorts of different people that have predicted him coming back and have been wrong every time. So when somebody actually predicts it, that's how you know they're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, I mean, the fact is, he is going to come back for us. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Those people that believe in him and love him, he's coming back for them. However, we don't know the day or the hour it's going to happen. We can see the signs, and I don't care what how great a mathematician you are, if you think you can figure out all the math. And you know what? If you could figure it out, why would Jesus have said that? Mm-hmm. <coughs> so, to me... This is useless, crazy stuff. Don't believe it when people say they know when he's coming back. Because nobody do- nobody knows the day or the hour except God. Yeah. Except God. How did I do? God. Um, well, it depends on what you were trying for there. I don't know. My voice just cracked when I said oh. God. So anyway, do we think that Jesus is coming back today? He may. Or he may not. Or he may not. And if you're listening to this on the 22nd, 
obviously he did not. <laughs> so uh, anyway, don't put all your don't put all your stock in uh, crazy people that think they know when it's all going to happen because they don't know. So there you go. That's our opinion, right? Yeah. 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 Can you talk closer to your microphone <clears throat> and tell us you have an iPod story for us? This is hilarious. Oh, I have. not only does she put her earphones in backwards, but now she has I... another iPod. Experience. As much as Rick is very forward in the electronic age, I. You I'm know, forward in the electronic age? What does that mean? Uh, here's my iPhone, baby. <laughs> no, I mean that you you <laughs> handle the technology well for Thank the most part. I know. My, my iPad loves it when I. Rub it off here. See, I'm, t- I'm taking all the stuff off of okay, it. Okay, I think you need to edit that. That just sounded <laughs> wrong. That just sounded so wrong. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I do some editing. Um, <laughs> anyway. I didn't mean it that way. I, was I just, am just technically challenged and my husband's challenged in other areas. And you turn me red now. Good. You deserve to turn red. That was weird. So anyway. Well, you um, told me I was good. Uh, never mind. So anyway, I I have been technically challenged. I remember when my son was three and a half, my oldest son, he had to show me how to get out of the screensaver <laughs> on the computer because I didn't know how. So anyway, um, my latest technically challenged story was I was uh, mowing a lawn the other day and doing yard work for my mother. And I w- was really concerned because I was trying to listen to some podcasts or music. I can't remember what it was, but I was listening to my i i. Pod. Pod. Touch. So hard to say. iPad, iPod, I iTunes, I do. So it was I, my iPod I Touch. And I'm like, why is this not working? And I was getting really frustrated because I do a lot of yard work and and housework. That's what I do to help pay the bills. And so I'm going, I listen to this while I do those things. What am I going to do if this is broken? They're expensive to replace. So you thought you broke your iPad. What so really was, was going broken. on? Well, I finally figured out it wasn't working because I was wearing gloves. <laughs> it's an iPod touch. And I had to take the gloves off to make it. It responds touch. to touch. But I was touching it, but my it didn't work with the fabric of the gloves. Yeah, because it doesn't make a connection. So anyway, and they were rubber gloves, so I'm sure that that was even worse than having cloth gloves. But I don't know. I'm not sure. So that was the thing I learned this week. You're about very, you're very good at that. When th- I I learn a lot about technology, about what not to do because I do things wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you're hilarious. So that was my. Story, my geeky story of the week. Excellent. Okay, so now we we know that um, if somebody challenged. predicts the coming of Christ um, on a specific day, they're crazy, and you can't use an iPod Touch with gloves on. We did pretty good, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, I guess so. Unless Jesus did come back on Saturday, and then we'd be the ones being said that we're crazy because we didn't believe him but i don't think that. well here's my theory on the whole thing you can wrap it up this way my whole theory is live for god right now and it doesn't really matter when he's coming back because you're living for him now and and you'll go with him yeah so you know i mean it's just leave it up to people to wait wait till the very very last minute you know people you know there's people like cram for a test at the very last minute and and you know or or somebody that waits to leave until Uh the very last second you know that's probably not a good way to live 
remember clear back when we were in junior high. I was having a sleepover with a friend of mine. And um, it was during the time that there's a lot of like those late planet Earth like apocalyptic, apocalyptic like movies, movies about, and stuff like about, nah, the, nah, 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 nah. about Jesus coming back and people being left behind. Pardon me, sir. Have you heard the word of God? Dun, 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 dun. <gasps> they're gone. How come their shoes and socks are the only thing that are on the ground? And their clothes dun, dun, neatly dun. folded. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of funny. But anyway. Um, cheesy. But she was saying to me, well, I'm just going to wait till the tribulation, the time after Jesus. And, that, you know, according to those movies, there's like Jesus will come. And then there'll be <laughs> seven years down. of tribulation. And and here's then, what happens if you don't go in the rapture. This happens and, and then this so, happens. So do this. So then her idea was, well, she's just going to wait till the tribulation to give her life to God. And uh-huh. so she's going to live. She was going to live by the skin of her teeth. She's going to live like hell. And I know some I know some people that have some pretty gnarly minute. teeth and they can live by the skin of it. But you shouldn't yeah. be living that way. It's not a good thing for you. But anyway, she's going to do whatever she wanted to do until the last minute and then give her life to God and then everything would be cool. Yeah, but you don't know. But you, you don't d- know. You don't know so when your last kinda, moment on life is. Yeah. And it could be, you know, it could. You could say, well, I'll wait till whenever, like my deathbed. But your deathbed could be walking out in front of your house in the morning and getting hit by a bus. Or or a meteor. Or a meteor shower. Or, or Superman. Um, I don't think we have really any of those. but We don't have any Superman? Well, of course, we read about Superman in the Bible last week. Superman, not and Superman. Superman. Yeah, the, what were those called? In oh, Genesis, I don't remember. The, yeah. <laughs> okay, we're done now. Okay. <laughs> let's let's get on with the subject for the day. Okay. Uh, we'll be right back after this with mysteries of the Bible. Oh. Had to put that in there before we went to the commercial break. Attention, attention, it's finally here, the first and only podcast dedicated to one of the most groundbreaking television series in history, MASH. Join the hosts of MASH 4077 Podcast, Kenny, Meds, and Al, as they discuss their thoughts episode by episode. They will also share with you some little-known behind-the-scenes information, trivia, and so much more. Find them on iTunes by searching MASH 4077 Podcast or online at www.mash4077.podbean.com. Ah, the MASH Podcast. And it's really cool. They're up to episode, is it eight now? Something around there? Eight or nine? By the time this comes out? I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. All I know is they rock. Mm-hmm. They're very fun. And they're our friends, too, which makes it even cooler. So, we are going to talk now about our subject of the week, and that is in our Mysteries of the Bible series. So, here we go. Mysteries of
So just so everybody knows, we're not trying to be irreverent or make light of the Bible. We just thought it would be interesting to cover some of the things that people never talk about in church. Yeah. I mean, not very often, at least. Yeah, if we don't hear a lot of sermons about, you know... Stuff we don't understand, or... Well, yeah. and, I, and I'm not saying that we're really going to be real concise. <coughs> oh, no. We're we're just bringing up ideas. You can make up your own mind what you think. Yeah. But we're just bringing up these topics because I think they're kind of cool. And, you know, I think a lot of people listen to the program a lot of, a lot of times so that they can, uh, you know, know more about what's in the Bible. And, and we talk about that in a, hopefully in a non-threatening way. We're not trying to force it down your throat. But we certainly want to talk about things that are interesting and... And I think there's some really interesting things in the Bible. I mean, I wouldn't be here today talking to people about God if it wasn't for my curiosity about UFOs in the Bible. And that's what got you to starting reading it in the first place. That and music is, are the, the two things that God used to grab my attention, mm-hmm. you know? And so why not? You know, why not talk about that? Yeah. It's fun. We're not trying to be weird. Or Talks creepy. about music in the Bible too. Ah, uh, we can do a whole podcast on music. I tell you, yeah, but okay. today we're going to talk about wars, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about nuclear warfare. Is it in the Bible? And uh, is there going to be? You know, does it predict this big, huge war? Are uh, helicopters and war machines described in the Bible? Mm-hmm. That'll be interesting. Yeah. And we've got scripture to talk about that uh, shows you different ideas and concepts. So should we start out, though, by talking about your impromptu question? Yes, I did. I asked a question on Facebook. Not very many people answered this one. Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe because they didn't want to get into a big controversy. But uh, uh, let's just read a few. I I know there's quite a few, but why don't you just read a couple? Okay, because uh, we have a lot of scripture to cover. Yeah, so who was the, or what was the question? The question was, do you think the Bible predicts the future? Why or why not? Dun, 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 dun. Okay, and Theron answers and says it predicts a future, but not the future, meaning it's not predicting tomorrow, for instance, but it has, um, but it has giving us some clues to the end of the future. Wow, that's an interesting yeah. concept. I think I understand what he meant. <laughs> Yeah. That and, it does talk about what's going to happen in the end, mm-hmm. but it doesn't say, like, tomorrow you shall buy a dishwasher. Yeah. There's actually, you know, this is an interesting thing. Because I think that, that as human beings, naturally, a lot of us want to know what's coming up so that if something bad is hap- going to happen, we can avoid it. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think, like, the psychic networks and the... And and all and there's even churches full of people that do this thing called prophecy, where they, where they will prophesy over somebody and tell them, you know, God tells me that you're going to go do this and you're going to go do that and you should do this and you should do that. And people base their whole life around this anticipation because they themselves feel very insecure and they don't they don't really have a plan or a or a goal in life, and so they run to these things, trying to find out what's what's going to happen to them so they can supposedly adjust their life accordingly. But what has our experience been? Well, uh, the Bible says that, that the best 
the more sure word of prophecy is is the Bible that yeah. there are going to be people coming and going. Even Jesus, just the passage I read, said, "Well, people are going to come and say, you know, I'm this cool Savior, Messiah kind of guy. Come see me. me. Yeah. And he says, ah, don't don't, don't even follow. Him. Well, and and we were involved in a church for a long time that had a lot of these things where people would come and and speak words over other people and. I always thought that there was a little bit something strange about that. Not that I, I've seen the the actual real type of thing where God will encourage someone through someone else. But mm-hmm. I've also seen it abused where people will say things, people in authority will say things that they say, thus, thus says the Lord this, mm-hmm. and they use it to manipulate other people and get money That's- and power. And that get happens. Get people to do what they want them to get, do. Yeah, control and stuff like that. And that, that's, that's not new. I mean, that's been going on for a long time. And it's not just people in church. Yeah. It's it's the psychic networks that are getting a lot of money from people. You know. Well, when, it's spiritual abuse, whether it's done in the church or or, or out, out of the church, yeah. that for people to manipulate people. Right. So when you understand when we're talking about this, I do believe that God knows what's coming up in our lives. I really do. Mm-hmm. And I do believe sometimes he helps other people show us some of these things. But I think it needs to be done sparingly, and I think it needs to be in a, in a situation where um, where it's done out of love, not out of somebody trying to gain something from it. Mm-hmm. And so, thus, mm-hmm. when you look into the Bible and you read about things, you will find passages where a prophet, somebody that uh, was used by God to talk about what was coming up in the future, Mm-hmm. Says some pretty. They say some pretty hard stuff, and in particular, I thought it fascinating the stuff that we're going to talk about today. So, um, I, I like what Theron said there. He doesn't. Be, it doesn't predict tomorrow necessarily, but it does tell you what's going to happen at the end of the at, at the end mm-hmm. of the age. Okay. Okay. And All that to go back yeah. to the questions. So. And Greg says, the Bible predicted the future, but the vast majority of the predicted events happened as predicted before 100 AD. And I think he's referring to the birth, the life, the death and resurrection. And even the destroying of the temple and Mm -hmm. all these other things that are predicted. Yeah, that happened about 80 AD. Or prophesied, yeah. The last 2.5, and when we're talking about the temple, it was a temple in Jerusalem. Uh Uh-huh talking about the last 2.5 um chapters of revelations remain future as do some versions of the apostles letters that refer to the second coming of christ oh and we we actually read some of that before the podcast today we're going to read mm-hmm. some of it out of first peter uh-huh. and i think that some of <clears throat> i think we can look too hard for future prophecy though when Jesus warned us not to play all these um, question guessing games, right? The future prediction is really very simple. Somebody's coming, Jesus, and he's going to change everything. Wow, great comment, Greg. Yeah. Thank you for that, and I, I I believe that too. Yeah. What else? Is there any other comments? Oh yeah, we've got several. Um, Michael says, Rick, why do you ask? First of all, God is outside of time, so future to him has no real meaning like it does for us. God is omnipresent because he's not just everywhere, but he's every when. We are limited in time, so future is some distant event for us, but for God, it's already happened. That's a good point. So to answer your question... 
Of course, the Bible predicts the future. It can with perfect clarity because in a sense, it's a history book of what's already happened. Oh, man, that's like a time paradox, isn't mm-hmm. it? But that's that's really interesting. I I really agree with Mike there because mm-hmm. I think Michael has a, a interesting sense of this whole thing. And I've always thought that, maybe because of my sci-fi background or whatever, but I've always ever since I came to know God, I've always thought about how time was made for human beings. It really wasn't God doesn't need time. Uh, you know, he's he's timeless and eternity is forever, you know. So so when you talk about time, Things have already been wrapped up as far as God is concerned. He already knows what's going to happen. So, of course, some of that inkling is going to come out in in a book that we read about him and, and authored by him. So mm-hmm. you're going to get some of that. Okay. Um, I wasn't finished with the comment. Oh, yet, I'm sorry. I thought he was done. No. It's, um, to us time-limited humans, we can't see the next minute. But just the same, don't get caught up in reading Ezekiel, Daniel, and Revelation um, that you missed the abundant life offered to us. And I totally agree with oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's good. We actually, you know, we we had a request to cover some of these things, but we don't get, like Rick said, we don't get that caught up in all these prophecies. I just find it interesting. It, it is interesting, but like we said, the most important thing is to love God with all your heart, mm-hmm. soul, mind, and, and have your today. And have your heart right with God. Have your heart and, right And the only, God. the way that we believe that is, is that you... Receive Christ into your heart, and you and you live for Him. That's really, it's not uh, it's not jumping through hoops. It's not doing this or doing that. It's simply believing in what Jesus did on the cross for us, mm-hmm. and that really is getting your heart right before God. And we have two other quick, um, quick short, comments. Yeah, she's gonna be really fast like that. Okay, Jen says, I think the Bible predicted the life of Jesus Christ. It also tells of the end of the world and his return. So, yes, it does predict the future. And William says, I don't think it predicts the future, but assures it. The Bible is fact, not probability. Oh, that's an interesting comment. Those both were good. Yeah. So, anyway, there were several more. If you want to go read, um, there are several long ones that I didn't take the time to read. I'm kind of fighting allergies today. So, I'm kind of a lot. So, anyway, sorry about that. It's okay. So you can go and read more at our Facebook, or my Facebook uh, page at uh, facebook.com slash rick.moyer. That's R-I-C-K dot M-O-Y-E-R. So. So let's talk a little bit about this. Now, mm-hmm. there's an interesting uh, bunch of scriptures. Um, what's, the first, what's the first mystery we want to talk about? Well, you talked. You said we were going to cover uh, is nuclear war and modern warfare in the Bible. Okay, so why don't we start with uh, with the with, go back into the book of Ezekiel. That's in the the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Uh, the book of Ezekiel. Um, uh, we covered uh, chapter one last week about the wheel within a wheel, mm-hmm. and perhaps spacecraft or some type of flying machine. Um, in the Bible. Well, this week um, we're talking about modern warfare and different things, and this is really an interesting passage of Scripture. Um, This talks about a future, something that happens in the future, where uh, this army uh, by the name of Gog, um, I'll just I'll just read it to you, and uh, and we'll we'll go from there. Now, I wonder what I should read it in. Um, I have the Living Bible here, but you can read it in a different... I think I'm going to go with the New King James Version. 
and we'll see what we get here. Um, it basically says, And you, son of man, prophesy against Gog and say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Gog, the prince of Rosh, Meshesh, and Tubal, and, and I will turn you around and lead you on, bringing you up from the far north and bring you against the mountains of Israel. So then what it does is it, it sets us all up and they have this big, huge, um, they have this big, huge war. And, and he says, I will send fire on Magog and the house of those who live in security in the coastlands. Um, then they shall know that I am the Lord God. So I will make my holy name known in the midst of my people, Israel, and I will not let them profane my holy name anymore. Then nations shall know that I am the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. Surely it is coming and shall be done, says the Lord. This is the day of which I have spoken. Now here is what happens. It's a big, huge war happens. A bunch of different stuff happens and a bunch of people get killed. This is future tense. Then it says, Then those who dwell in the cities of Israel will go out and set on fire and burn the weapons, both the shields and bucklers, the bows and arrows, the javelins and spears, and they will make fires with them for seven years. They will not take wood from the field nor cut down any from the forest because they will make fires with the weapons, and they will plunder those who plundered them and pillage those who pillaged them, says the Lord God. Now, this is an interesting section of Scripture because uh, there's been theory that because of the massive amount of people that go to war in this one one place, um, that the weapons are actually used as fuel later. Mm-hmm. Now, that's an interesting thing because you think about modern warfare and different things and how how could they burn these things? And you know, Anyway, just an interesting concept. Then it says this, It will come to pass in that day that I will give Gog... Gog, a burial place there in Israel, the valley of those who pass by east of the sea, and it will obstruct travelers because they will bury Gog and all its multitude. Therefore, they will call it the valley of Hamam Gog. For seven months, the house of Israel will be burying them in order to cleanse the land. Indeed, all the people of the land will be burying, and they will gain renown for it on the day that I am glorified, says the Lord God. So, apparently, um, the people of Israel bury a bunch, a massive amount of casualties, and they get reward from God for it. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. But now here's where it gets really interesting. It says, indeed, um, indeed, all the people of the land will be burying, and they will gain renown from it on that day. That I am glorified, says the Lord. They will set apart men regularly employed with the help of a search party to pass through the land and bury those bodies remaining on the ground in order to cleanse it. At the end of seven months, they will make a search. The search parties will pass through the land, and when anyone sees a man's bone, he shall set up a marker by it till the barriers have buried it in the valley of Hamam Gog. The name of the city will also be Hamona, thus they shall cleanse the land. Now here's the concept and the, and the idea of this. <clears throat> what we've seen from natural catastrophes and disasters is that when a massive amount of people die in one given place, mm-hmm. that there can be disease and, and bad stuff that comes from that. Cholera or different right. things. Right. Yeah. So this could be referring to that. But as people have pointed out, 
as they've read this scripture. There are also people that say, well, why would they need teams of people that one team that would identify and then another team that would bury? What's the why would they have that? And then other people have come up with the idea, well, perhaps radiation has been involved and they have to have special teams of people to not only cleanse the land from the disease and everything, but why would they why would they refer to bones and not carcasses? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So so could perhaps the bones be infected with radiation or some type of chemical warfare or something that has occurred mm-hmm. <coughs> that needs to have a special type of cleansing done. So yeah. that's that's where the first part of this comes from. Uh-huh. So that isn't that interesting passage of scripture? Now, while you're in the it is. While you're in that version, could you look up Second Peter, um, chapter three, verse seven? Um, I could. Let's While just get over the there right now. What you know? What do you want? Um, Second Peter. Uh huh. Chapter three. Okay, let's go there. Just um, by the way, I'm using BibleGateway.com. Mm-hmm. And what what uh, chapter? Because I just have the Living Bible. In what front chapter? Of me. Um. Second Peter chapter three. Okay. Okay. There's chapter three. And where do you would you like me to read? Well, um, why don't you start at verse five? Verse five. Okay. This is in Second Peter chapter three, verse five. It says for this for for this they will willfully forget. What are they going to forget? Oh, okay. Wait a minute. No, we got to go back farther. It says, Beloved, I now write to you this second epistle, in both of which I stir up your pure minds by way of reminder, that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken by the holy prophets, and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking around to their own lusts, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this they willfully forget, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of water and in the water, by which the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water. But the heavens and the earth, which are now preserved by the same word, are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. So, (coughs) that was the the scripture (coughs) that when I was researching, um, it talks about, that the the earth and the sky will be destroyed with fire. Oh, interesting. And well, it know, says, people... but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Mm-hmm. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you be in holy conduct and godliness? looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promises, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Well, in in the time that the Bible was written here, um, their ways of of warfare were like, um, you know, bows and arrows and spears and Mm -hmm. stuff. And the idea of the heavens and the earth melting and being destroyed by fire, some people might say that that could be a, a nuclear, nuclear holocaust, holocaust. Or, or something to that effect. Or it could just be God saying, boom, let's start over. 
Yeah, that could be. So, but we don't know. But it does. Mm. Uh, now, that was in the New Testament. Uh-huh. So, and that was really interesting, the concept there. Um, so, so what we find in the Bible is that it does talk about in the end of time that something horrendous is going to happen to the earth. Now, it won't be, it won't be a, a flood this time, but, well, and I guess with tsunamis could be considered like a flood, but it won't be the whole earth being underwater, but this time it will be fire. And, you know, and there's no reason to freak out about this, by the way. I mean, people listening might go, gosh, that's really scary. Well, you know what? It's not scary if you know God. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you receive Christ in your heart, you don't have anything to worry about. If it happens, it happens. I mean, the Bible does say that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So whatever happens, if you know God, you're going to be okay. I mean, it might be scary right at the, at the time, but mm-hmm. you're going to be okay. You have an eternity with God. You're going to be all right. So there's no reason to get all freaked out about it. The, yeah. the, we really need to... I mean, the Bible talks about it like like we heard... Um, I don't know who the last person was that made the comment on the comments was, but it's it's already an established fact. This is going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of when. We don't know exactly well, when. It says he'll make a new heaven and a new earth. So, um, And we talked about this last week, too. How many times has God rebooted? You know, we know. We don't know. We know our history that he created this world, and then he had the, the flood, which kind of was a mini reboot because yeah. A lot of things were started over then, yeah. And then, um, and then he's talking about doing a reboot again at the end of this age, where he's going to destroy. Well, and if the whole idea and, of Jesus dying on the cross and raising again, um, so that we could be in eternity, is also a big reboot. That's a huge reboot. That's the ultimate reboot. Yeah. Reboot and sin no more. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So let's go to uh, let's go to the other passage of scripture that um, that I found that I think describes a helicopter okay. in the Bible. Do you want to see that? Sure. Okay. I gotta find it. Uh, if if you have a Bible or you want to look it up on on uh, software or something like that, go to Revelation chapter nine. That's Revelation. And by the way, it's revelation, not revelations. It's actually the revelation of Jesus Christ, I think. That John I, yeah, I think had. that's what he wrote. Yeah. Yeah. The the John, the book of Revelation. It's it's kind of it's kind of um, hard for a lot of people to understand, but it says at the very beginning that this is the Apostle John. It was one of Jesus' best friends when he lived on the earth, and. Um, he was exiled. He was exiled on an island. And when he was there, he had, was it Pathmos or Pathmos? Patmos. Or yeah. He had these visions. That was the island he was on, Patmos. He had these visions of the future, visions of Jesus coming back. Yeah, actually he called him a revelation. He had a revelation. A revelation. And it was And like, that's why they named it Revelation. And he saw things and he wrote them down. And then an angel came and explained to him what they meant. Right. But... It's kind of, you know, for us just to read through it, it's kind of confusing sometimes, but we'll do our best. But I, well, I'm not going to read through the entire book of Revelation right now. Mm-hmm. And by the way, just just thank you for being on our, our listening to our podcast. And you really understand, we do this from our house. So not only did you hear dogs barking a little while ago, that wasn't your dog in your neighborhood. That was us. But now our neighbor is mowing the lawn. Mm-hmm. You never know what you're going to get here. So just bear with us. And if you can handle it, just handle it. It's okay. So anyway. It says in Revelation chapter 9, in verse 13, this is really an interesting um, 
Oh, actually, it's up a little further. Um, it goes up here in verse 7, and it says, The shape of the locusts... Um, it talks about these locusts that come upon the earth. And it says, The shape of the locusts was like horses prepared for battle. Now, remember, this is a first century man describing something that he sees in the future. You might actually want to go back up to verse 3. I do? Yeah. Because it talks about the locusts coming out of the smoke. And oh, so the sun of the so the sun and the air were darkened mm-hmm. because of the smoke of the pit, and then out of the smoke locusts came upon the earth, and to them was given power as scorpions of the earth have power to sting. Right, they were commanded not to harm the grass of the earth or green thing or any tree, but only those men who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads and. They were not given authority to kill them, but to torment them for five months. Their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it strikes a man. In those days, men will seek death and will not find it. They will desire to die, and death will flee from them. Now we get into what they look like. Mm -hmm. The shape of the locusts was like horses prepared for battle. On their heads were crowns of something like gold, and their faces were like the faces of men. They had hair like women's hair, and their teeth were like lion's teeth. And they had breastplates, like breastplates of iron. And the sound of their wings was like the sound of chariots with many horses running into battle. They had tails like scorpions, and they were stings in their tails. Their power was to hurt men five months. And they had as king over them the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name uh, in Hebrew is Abaddon, but in Greek he is the, na- is the name for Apollyon. One woe is past. Behold, still two more woes are coming after these things. Okay, so let's look at that description for a moment. If you were a first century person Mm -hmm. and you got a glimpse of the future of modern warfare, how would you describe these things? And the first thing that he says is they were like horses prepared for battle. Now, how were horses in the first century prepared for battle? Well, in my um, paraphrase I have, it says they were armored. So. Exactly, and that's exactly what warfare, when they didn't have modern warfare, you, you've you seen the movies and things, and, and you've seen how have some kind of the horses have a, a bunch of, of, of armor on them. Mm-hmm. And so, first off, you would see a locust is a, is a bug, right? Well, a flying, a flying bug. A flying insect. So now you, you put together a guy who's a first century man who sees... A craft or or a, a thing that is flying in the air, and it's not. They didn't have airplanes. Remember, it's not small like a bug. It's big. It's big, he like a horse. To like a horse. Okay, so it's bigger than a, obviously a bug. It's like a locust because it flies and is prepared for battle because it has armor on it. Now, what do you, you tell me? What type of vehicle in modern history right now, in in the modern times mm-hmm. we live in, looks like a locust that has armor on it? Well, it's pretty easy. It's like a helicopter. It's like a, like a, one of those Black Hawk helicopters or some type of war device that flies. Mm-hmm. I mean, and this is just a possibility. Right. And then, But then it goes on. And their heads were yeah. crowns of something like gold. So some kind of shiny metal. Some type of shiny metal, which I think could be the prop or, or you know. Or the what, cab of a helicopter. Exactly. And their faces were like the faces of men. Okay. You've seen some of these things that look like, if you looked at it. They would uh, have two eyes, and the it looks like, like a nose. Windows, and, yeah, and a, exactly. And a grill that right. might look like a mouth or something. Now I don't understand <laughs> completely about they they had hair like women's hair. Now I don't understand that. 
No. Um, and it says, and their teeth were like lion's teeth, but I have seen like the grill of different uh, um, war machines and stuff like that. It can look like that. Um, I don't know what the hair part was. And then they had tails like, or, or the, or, and then their breastplates like the breastplate of iron. Mm-hmm. And of course, we understand what armored and armored vehicles look like. And the sound of their wings was like the sound of chariots with many horses running into battle. Well, right there is where yeah. a lot of people, a lot of Propel. theologians have gone, well, this is, this must be like a helicopter sound. Helicopter or a jet or something. Or, you know, and that would make sense because. Well, and it's interesting that in our modern airplanes, some of the missiles they call stingers. Well, yeah, like but a but, on but a a, interesting here. It doesn't talk about anything being disturbed. Now, this is why I think it might be some type of biological or chemical mm-hmm. warfare. So they must be shooting something from this vehicle that um, that has the ability to hurt human beings, but doesn't ruin. And and we've actually life. we've and we've heard about mm-hmm. these type of things that they've they have Bio, like the uh, the uh, weapons. Well, what is, what is that one weapon that they have that goes in and. Um, and uh, uh, zaps out all of, of electronic devices. Do you remember what that's called? And those are e-bombs. E-bombs, yes. Yeah, bombs. They have that type of thing that'll knock out all the different type of electricity and, and electronics. And clear back when we were in high school, they were talking about bioweapons that yes. could come in and they would only affect human life, but it would, I mean, it could destroy human life, but mm-hmm. it wouldn't hurt any of the infrastructure, the right. buildings. So, so basically the, you could take over a country or a, 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 mm-hmm. a city, kill all the inhabitants, and then have all the stuff for yourself. And we've seen movies and stuff like that too. Yeah. But here it is. The, the idea wasn't new. It's in the Bible. And in this it actually didn't say that. They killed the humans, but no, it, it says just, that they like, tortured them. Tortured them, so like it, it. I don't know if it gave them a bad rash or boils or something. It made well, them it, uncomfortable. It, it, it made them feel like they got stung by a scorpion. Yeah, so whatever. So they must have been writhing sting. in pain, and it must. Oh my gosh, maybe this is where we get the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I think so. Maybe this is where we get zombies. Is this zombies Man? in the Bible. I gotta call my friend Brett. Omega Man. I just think I found something. zombies in the Bible. Oh my so? goodness, this oh, is a revelation. Okay. In Revelation, funny. zombies. Oh, I am amazed. You are goofy, goofy. I'm calling goofy. him right away. Okay, do we have any other things about this well, particular thing? It was interesting that it, if you go down to the 17th verse, it says, I saw their horses spread out before me in my vision. Their riders wore fiery red breastplates, um, though some were sky blue and others yellow. So it, the writers had color codes. Had different coded like suits that had you know metal plates on them. Yeah, and so the heads of the horses were like the heads of lions, and out of their mouth came fire, smoke, and brimstone. Yeah, there's just a, a lot of different um, smoke and fire, flaming sulfur billow from their yeah. mouths. So, um, yeah. So anyway, it's just there's interesting to look at that and say that. Huh. that Make you scratch your head and, and, and say, hmm. Yeah. yeah. And we could go on and on with different things like that. I wanted to share one verse because, you know, you hear people talk all the time about Armageddon, Armageddon, the end of the world. I don't Armageddon. hear people talk about that all the well, time. Well, there's been movies called Armageddon. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. All you right, know, right. And, um, you know, the B sci fi, yeah. they talk about Armageddon. Yeah. Um, and that actually, the term comes from Revelations chapter sixteen. Revelation. Revelation chapter sixteen. And it, 
verse 16, it says, And they gathered all the armies of the world near a place called, in Hebrew, Armageddon, the mountain of Megiddo. Okay. And so... And can you actually find that mountain in today's day? um, I probably have some maps in here. It's in in the land of Israel, isn't it? Yeah, it's in Israel. Or in the Middle East. Yeah, and, and some names change, but I have a map in front of me here. So, yeah, I'm sure we could find it. Anyway, I, I, I just wanted to know. Okay, uh, so, so go on and, and tell us what some, happens. I saw a documentary about that because there's a big cliff there that uh-huh. Romans actually had a big... Herod had a big compound there. Yeah. So, anyway, it's it was just talking about the final battle. What What is this Revelation what? Revelation chapter 16. 16. Okay, and what else happens? So, it, it just goes on and says, The seventh angel poured out a flask into the air, and the mighty shout came from the throne of the temple in heaven, saying, It is finished. Then the thunder crashed and rolled, and lightning flashed, and there was a great earthquake of a multitude unprecedented in human history. The great city of Babylon split into three sections. The cities around the world fell in heaps of rubble. Be louder. And so all of Babylon's sins were remembered in God's thoughts, and she was punished to the last drop of anger in the cup of wine of the fierceness of his wrath. And islands vanished, and mountains flattened out, and there was an incredible hailstorm from heaven. Hailstones weighing a hundred pounds fell from the sky onto the people below, and they cursed God because of the terrible hail. Interesting. So, so, so obviously, some great catastrophe is coming up. Uh, that's where the term Armageddon comes from. Oh, uh, okay, all right. From the Bible. I just, you know, we were talking about end times and nuclear well, it, war. It, it, yeah, and I, I think it's interesting because the way that's described again from a first-century perspective. Um, talks about what they knew. Yeah. But what we know now is, and what is coming up in the future, uh, there's going to be a whole lot of things that we could probably describe right out of the Bible like that because it's it's going to, you know, it's modern warfare type. I think it is. I mean, I think it's talking about stuff that's going to happen in our future and, and it's describing things that we have now. It but could be. That's my that's my thoughts. It could be. There's people who have written whole books on this subject. Oh yeah, yeah. I we talked about that earlier when I was in junior high. Our Sunday school class read the late great planet Earth by Hal Lindsey, and you could pick that up at the library if you want. But he has all these theories about different passages in the Bible being. Like I don't this. know. And, I don't. You know, I don't think they should pick that up. I don't okay. like that book. Well, <laughs> but, let me tell you why I don't like it. Yeah. Because I don't like it because. Number one, people go a long ways to speculate, and then they act like they know everything that is exactly this way. Yeah. When, again, I think people go extreme on stuff. You need to look at the Bible, and you need to read it, and you need to know what it's about because it's important. But when you get into stuff like prophecy and revelation, you know, all you can do is speculate like we're doing. Well, and it's kind of annoying. We used to watch different shows on Christian television where they would talk about Okay, this guy's the Antichrist. And I know. The European Common Union is the ten nations. That I know. Are, and, they, know and then and then there are eleven nations, and then there are twelve, and then there are thirteen, I know. and then and they go and they're still coming up with different things about how 
And I and I think I agree with someone wrote into our our post. Don't get so caught up on yeah. Michael said that on the prophecies in the Bible and trying to make that it you make forget sense to live with, now. Yeah, it's like live for for God now. And if you and, get yeah, if you get anything out of this podcast, the only reason we brought this up is because it's fascinating. But really, honestly, it's really not that important in the long run because what's most important is that our hearts are right with God. And if our hearts are right with God, it doesn't matter what happens in the world because we'll be we'll be with him. And we want our loved ones, we want our friends, our family to be in heaven with us. We want we want to to have an eternity that's a good thing, not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And and in order for that to happen, we have to concentrate on what we're doing right now. Yeah. And you know, so I I tell everybody, you know, don't worry so much about the future that you don't live for today. And and there's so many good things that you can do today. And and so many awesome things you can do just to live your life and love people and live for God that will will make a huge difference when when these type of things begin to happen when if if Jesus did come back on today mm-hmm. uh then it wouldn't really matter if um you know it, it wouldn't matter if what your end time philosophy or theology was if you were right with God you'd be okay mm-hmm. and that's what we really want to tell people is that you know you you may be, be listening to find where these different things are in the Bible and stuff but Really, honestly, the most important thing is, is your heart right with God? And we really would love to have that for you. Definitely. So how does a person, without being religious, how does a person uh, get their heart right with God, Amy? Well, first of all, you talk to him. And you just say, you know, God, I realize you have a plan. And that you sent Jesus to take away my sins and he died on the cross. I believe in him and I want to live for you. And That's talk that. to him. And, you know, and then continue to talk to him. Just tell him every day that you need him in your life. You, and, you know, read his Bible. Find out what he has to say. There's a lot of direction and guidance and comfort in the Bible. And that can really help us out in our relationship with God. Absolutely. Very, very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, we have a couple of songs uh, that we're going to do. and Or no, just one song. Sorry. <laughs> one song that we're going to do, and then we're going to head out, and we're going to, well, actually, we'll introduce next week's subject. So uh, this is a really cool song. I thought it would be a little more uplifting than our subject today. <laughs> I don't know. Weird subject today, but I know, but it was like fun. It. Um, we're going to play a really cool song. It's a remake of a U2 song. Uh, by a band um, named uh, Sanctus Real, and it's called Beautiful Day. So enjoy this song, and we'll be back right after it's over.
Okay, there you go. Sanctus real. It's a beautiful day. Do you like that song? And I believe that that song was played on a space mission. That was it really? Yeah. The astronauts heard that because um, the family of one of the astronauts, the one that the senator that got shot. Yeah. Um, her family picked that for their wake up call. The That's morning. cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Very go. cool. Okay. Um, let's pray and then we're going to introduce next week's subject. Father, thank you that you know the beginning and the ending and you love us and care about us all the same. And we're so thankful for that. God, help us to live today uh, like tomorrow may not be there. And, and help us, Lord, to love people the way you love people. And to understand you better each day, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, next week on Mysteries of the Bible. Bible. What are we going to cover? What are we going to cover? Okay, what are we going to cover? Well, one of our listeners had a suggestion for us. They wanted to know where dinosaurs fit in the Bible, and we have where they fit in the Bible. Like, I don't think they'd ever fit in a Bible. Dinosaurs like, are too big. If they talk about dinosaurs in the Bible, oh, that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and so we actually have quite a few scriptures, and I have some scientific stuff about interesting stuff. So, also, are dinosaurs and dragons in the Bible? Find mm-hmm. out next week on Taken with You with Mysteries. Of the Bible. You've been listening to Take Him With You, the podcast that's spiritual. Mysteries Not religious. And it's a uh, production of... Moyer Multimedia, LLC, copyright 2011, all rights reserved. We get to talk about dinosaurs. You like that. You like that. And dragons. We have a dragon dog. Yeah, she likes to do that under doors. Like if you shut the door and she's on the other side, she snorts like a dragon. Under your door. Under the door. Like trying to smell you or something. Say say goodnight, Gracie. Are you there? Goodnight, Gracie. Have you ever wanted to share something with someone just because? Well, we do a lot. So we started a podcast about, well, whatever we want. My name is Joyce. And I'm her lovely husband, Al. Uh, Well, you know what I mean. And we're the hosts of the Disneyland podcast, Tales from the Mouse House. And the Amazing Race podcast, Fast Forward. And I'm one of the co-hosts of the MASH 4077 podcast, And you'd think with all of these podcasts, we'd run out of things to share. But then you'd be wrong. In our new show, Just Because, we're going to share all the things that, well, just don't fit into any of our other podcasts. Yep, like videos of our puppy Kate as she plays with the water bottle. Mm -hmm. Maybe some episodes chatting about one of our favorite TV shows. Like Lost? Uh Uh-huh. Or maybe an audio play Al has written. And... We'll even have episodes contributed by others who have something to share but just don't want to start their own podcast. You never know what you'll find on this show. Why? Just because. Visit us at because.podbean.com and in iTunes.
come close. I've got a quick question for you. Have you ever felt like you're out on the edge? Let's maybe call it the fringe. I happen to know someone who's fluent in gobbledygook. Well, I might be that guy. I'm Wayne Henderson. And I'm Dan, Metal Dan on Twitter. And together, we are the Fringe Casting with Wayne and Dan podcast, devoted to the TV show Fringe. Check out Fringe Casting at mediavoiceovers.com slash fringe, also in iTunes, the Zoom Marketplace, etc. Then call us with your Fringe thoughts and theories on our listener line at area code 206 984 1446. Thank you for your attention and have a nice day. So you were doing what yesterday? I was playing Oblivion for 12 hours straight. That is the most awesome thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm still working on it. <laughs> I'm the obsessive compulsive type that likes to explore every cave, every mm-hmm. nook and cranny of every mountain, every city, every back alley. Yes, I you know. You know what I like? What? Civilization and a bottle of wine. <laughs> Whole day. That, that to me would be heaven. Because as I've said before, I can't play Civilization every day, but I could play it for a whole day. If you had a bottle of wine. If I had a bottle of wine. <laughs> Otherwise, would just you play keep it? <laughs> not like to get drunk, but just to play, have a nice little, you know. It's like a good book. Just like, Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what it is <laughs> for me. You know? And always think that I might play aggressively and then I never do. <laughs> because like, the wine mellows you out. <laughs> because the wine mellows me out. It's the most, it's awesome. It's just a really great way to spend a day. <laughs> I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And when you're not listening to this glorious podcast, we would love to have you listen to ours, the Anomaly Podcast. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi Entertainment News and Commentary. I am Locutus of Borg. Star Trek Episode Analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. This is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast we review the races, we talk about drivers and teams, and all the news and rumors as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast, the world's fastest podcast.